0: Podcast of Dan Roshke, pastor of Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Fairfax, Virginia. For more information about Bethlehem, visit our website at blclife.org. But now, here's Pastor Dan and his sermon for today. Friends, in the words of the Apostle Paul, grace to you and peace. Grace to you in peace from new places, places far away, places I've never been before. Grace to you in peace from old, old places. Places where Paul himself walked in modern-day Turkey and Greece. Grace to you in peace from places that are older than Paul himself. Grace to you and peace from fertile places, olive groves for miles, seaside and riverside places and mountainous places, snowy and sandy and holy places, rocky and strange places. Grace to you and peace from landscapes and sunsets that would take your breath away and call you to prayer. Grace to you and peace from people all over this earth, People who, regardless of whether they're Christian or Muslim, you can be assured, will offer loving kindness, overwhelming hospitality, and good humor, and amazing food. Friends, grace to you and peace from God. From God who showers us with all these things, who makes our ways safe and fills us with inspiration while we travel, offers us challenges and surprises and new friends and great stories all along our ways and who guides us back home safely and joyfully to continue to live and serve in this place, in this community, with this family of faith, with you people. Amen. Can you believe? Can you believe it? I was in Corinth where Paul is writing in the second lesson for today, I was in Corinth like two days ago. (laughs) It was a beautiful day, a beautiful place. Um, I started to form this theory, by the way, that Paul was what I'd call a destination evangelist. (laughs) He was just going from from place to place that was beautiful. He was starting churches in the most beautiful places in the Mediterranean. Philippi was beautiful, Perga was beautiful, Thessaloniki, and, and certainly Corinth. They were like vacation destinations. They were um, the, the place where the ship would have docked in Corinth. It looked like a Corona beer commercial. <laughs> but of course, they actually weren't perfect places at all. They were far from perfect people. Many would be stunned at the beauty of Virginia and these coastal areas too. Or in my previous call in San Diego, which by the way, looks so much like like places in Turkey. And of course, these are not perfect places or perfect people either. Corinth was far from perfect. In fact, it was probably one of the most messed up churches of Paul's ministry. Just all kinds of divisions, people bickering about which leader was the best, the truest, the most holy, the most charismatic. There was this moment... <laughs> on our trip when we left turkey first part of the trip was in turkey and then we went into greece and so we had a new tour guide uh in the new country and so we had to say goodbye to our turkish guide Shebi was her name and hello to our new tour guide and they're just obviously going to be different people and there was a little bit of bickering when she jumped on board of the new bus and started doing things and moving and talking in a different way and at a different pace and everything. You know, and somebody on the back of the bus as people were kind of well so' know well, our last said, "Boy, this sounds like how it is in congregations when there's a new pastor <laughs> you know, oh well, the old pastor used to go like this." <laughs> Our lesson from Corinth uh, says, uh, you know, people are, are saying, I belong to Paul. And others are saying, well, I belong to Apollos. Well, I belong to Cephas. Isn't that, isn't that it? I belong to Pastor Elijah <laughs> or Pastor Phil or Pastor Bame or Driver Bishop or Mays, or maybe Pastor Taylor. Uh, and this obviously isn't just about pastors and, and leaders in religious communities. You can insert a church name or a denomination, you can insert neighborhood. I belong to this school. I belong to this state, and people from this state or NFL team. I mean, pretty soon we just get all divided up, also, right? Factions and tribes, divisions, cliques, parties, generations, rogue groups, or real groups. You know, what well, we're the real ones. The, on the trip, wonderful people. But it's one of my pet peeves uh, when people say "my church." It just drives me crazy. I say, well, my church, we do this. Well, my church, isn't it God's church? Why, why not say the church I attend or or the church that I serve? It's God's church. See, and now I'm forming my own self-righteous, judgy faction. Also, see how easy it is. Well. <laughs> But Paul reminds those squabbling Corinthians. By the way, they they didn't have a vision. They didn't know where they were headed, so they get caught up in squabbling about uh, petty things. And Paul reminds those squabbling Corinthians of the vision. And and us, too, we've got something uh, to listen in on here, if we're paying attention. He reminds us all that we are all one in Christ. We are all under Christ. There is only one head, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We are all under only Christ. Now that might not sound like anything really new. I mean, Christians have been saying this for millennia. But we use that term Lord very intentionally here. One Lord. There is one Lord. On this trip, I was reminded again and again that Lord, that title, um, and other titles too, like Savior and Almighty and Omnipotent and Divine, Divinity, these were all used to refer only in that time to Caesar. Caesar is Lord. In fact, I was reminded again, to call anyone else that was treasonous. There's only one Lord, and that is Caesar. So that's radical Paul for you. Because you just assume when we say Lord, we're talking about Jesus. But, but when he said it back then, he was in big trouble. Christ. Above the nation, the state, the empire, the government, military, all the great powers of the world, both then and now, we are all under Christ alone. That's the Jesus movement for you. That's the Corinthian message that needed to be heard, and that's the invitation for us too. There's great imagery here in these texts, in both the New Testament reading and also in the Gospel reading from Matthew. Matthew about nets getting tangled it's not as obvious in the corinthians reading but the greek word that paul uses in verse 10 in our corinthians reading uh, the word for quarrel there are quarrels among it's the same word that matthew uses or, or from the same word that matthew uses for the tangled nets the the nets that needed mending in other words paul is saying get yourselves mended Catartizo is the is the word. Catartizo, which is where we get the word nowadays, catharsis. Get yourselves untangled. What's you got that's tangling you up? What's got you all tied up in knots? What factions or distractions are keeping you from hearing Christ's quiet invitation as he walks along the water's edge. It's a new year, January 2023, and Jesus is calling. What's that invitation look like specifically for you? And what's got you tangled up? Factions and distractions. This was a consistent annoyance for me on the trip my my earphones. We had these little devices, you know, that would hang around our neck and would plug in earphones so that we could hear our guide talking every single day. And uh, she called these the whispers. (laughs) Make sure you have your whispers on. You know, we all have our whispers. Sometimes some of us would keep it in our pocket. Some of us would keep it in our backpack or kind of stuffed under our jacket. But the whispers, and then and then we just had the, you know good old fashioned earphones. It wasn't wireless or anything, so just good old earphones. Just to, and every time I pulled out my whispers, they were just wadded up. <laughs> I could not keep even when I'd wrap it nicely and put it somewhere, it was just wad up again. It was always, I spent so much time just trying to untangle my stupid earphone wires. <laughs> and one time it was so bad I just kind of gave up, shoved the wad back in my pocket, and just followed up close. And our guide, both, both guides, you know, I'd suddenly one day I'd just be walking with them. What are you doing? Oh, well, I can't get my thing working. So I just follow up close. Okay, fine. It's like, put the nets down, put the wires down and hurry up a little bit so that you can keep up. And I'd always be way more engaged on those days. I'd be interacting and talking, listening much more closely. Isn't that, isn't that an interesting image? Friends, Jesus whispers to you this day, whispers, let go. He whispers words of comfort, comfort, as we sing in our gospel acclamation, comfort, comfort, my people. Jesus whispers, follow me. As we sing today, let my love be shown, let my life be grown in you and you and me. Beautiful hymn, will you risk the hostile stare Will you kiss the leper clean? Will you use the faith you've found to reshape the world around? Jesus is whispering to you this day, and it usually works best to just put the nets down. Just put the wires down, put them away, the factions and distractions you see. Just hurry up a little. Get next to Jesus, our guide, and follow close we'll find we're way more engaged in that way. That's the invitation. More engagement. What's that look like for you? But you know, even when we don't, follow up close, put the nets down. You know, even when we don't, even when we fall way behind the rest of the group, Even when we do get all tangled up, all distracted, lose our way, our hope, our direction, caught up in factions, Christ comes and finds you. That's the good news. Christ lifts you up, walks alongside you, and always has a place for you at the table. Our guide in Greece, Peggy, she said one time, when it came to, you know, the whispers, (laughs) those earphones and all her words guiding, she said, you know, even if you don't listen to me, that's okay. Even if you fall asleep on the bus while I'm talking, she said, that's okay, I understand. We'll come get you, she'd say to us, you know, if, if you get lost from the group, we'll come get you, don't worry. We won't leave you behind. You'll always be part of this group. That's mercy. That's grace. That's peace. And that's a glimpse of what God offers to each one of us. That mercy, that grace, that peace is yours. Let's go share it also. Amen. of us at Bethlehem Lutheran Church, thank you for listening. Check us out again soon, and to learn more about our national church body, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, visit ELCA.org. Goodbye for now, and remember, God's outpouring of grace and peace never runs dry. Here's to a new day. The Ev- The evangelical, that was terrible, to learn more about our national church body. Start over, start over. (laughs) Okay. Is that hard? No, not really. Pretty easy? Yeah. You're good at it.